Sunday. I hope you are having a wonderful Sunday so far. I am so excited for today's episode, but I am more excited that you're here. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you're new around here, welcome. I'm Madison, the host of Sundays, where every Sunday we post a new episode featuring a woman-led brand, business, or even passion project to help inspire you to chase after your wildest dreams. Even though 2021 just started, I want to help you stick to your amazing plans and vision board, really, um, so we can all achieve all of our greatest success together. You can think of me as your virtual cheerleader, but for today, we have the amazing Morgan Lerner. She is one of the co-founders for Go Nanas, a super cute, trendy, and delicious banana bread company. She founded the company with her college best friend, and now they have taken off, especially during the pandemic, and it is so inspiring to see all their success, and I'm even so excited for you guys to hear their story, but you have to wait till the end because we have a special surprise for you, so make sure you stay tuned. Let's go ahead and get started. Um, Morgan, can you just tell us a little bit about how this all started? Yeah. Um, So it was kind of accidental. I don't think we sought out to create this business, but it was a result of us following, you know, our passions and what we were interested about um, or interested in. So Annie and I were actually neighbors in the freshman dorms and she used to put little gift bags of different baked goods for different holidays. And the one thing that was always in there was banana bread. And I myself had various familial ties to banana bread. My Mimi was famous for hers and my grandma as well. So we both had these strong ties to banana bread. And then we quickly bonded our passion for health and food and baking, of course. So one day when we, this was, I believe actually the end of freshman year, um, she invited me over to her house in Birmingham, Michigan. So that was about 45 minutes away from campus. We went to her house to bake and we decided to healthify the banana bread we knew and loved. We pulled from Pinterest. We pulled from kind of our own brains, messed around the kitchen. I actually turn the oven to 500 degrees because it was a, you know, an old traditional oven, didn't know how to work it and burned our very first loaf of gonanas. But we both dove into the center, ate it, looked at each other, knew we were onto something and in the car ride home. We came up with, you know, what is now gonanas. It was previously go bananas. So you know, it was a result of us just messing around the kitchen, having fun and, and going after what we were passionate And it began as a small business in Michigan selling single serve pre-made mini loaves of banana bread around to cafes, coffee shops, and juice bars. And then when the pandemic hit, we pivoted and came out with our mixes. And that's what really has taken our, our business to new heights. Yeah, that's actually so inspiring. And I just like, can't wrap my head around about how fast you guys blew up like just scaling wise it had to be super overwhelming during the pandemic especially with managing shipping and stuff so how did you manage to scale so fast do you have any tips or tricks yeah, that I mean, helps that's you? A, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a very good question. I would actually say us being able to scale quickly was, is a misconception. So we worked on this business for multiple years. And I don't think we would have been able to scale so quickly if it wasn't for that groundwork that we did for those three years. So we were very intentional and we've been a bootstrap business this whole time about testing and refining and slowly growing because you learn a lot in those stages. So we essentially recipe tested for three years to get our recipe to where it was. So when we had to come out with those mixes, it was extremely easy. We had just, you know, we had that recipe down. We were also already in talks. I think this is kind of the nitty gritty, but the key to scaling for us beyond that foundation was we were already in talk manufacturer. So moving from, you know, the commercial kitchen setting that we had been in for years to a large scale manufacturer, we were already in talks with them about doing so with our pre-made loaves. So when we tested these mixes, they did really well. They were initially in, you know, jars and a label slapped on them. We decided to transfer those to the manufacturer. So we were already in talks with that. We had this strong foundation. So really it was a matter of converting our packaging quickly, you know, transferring everything over to this manufacturer and starting to set up our business and, and reach more people. So if there's anything you take away from that, it's actually slow and steady and build a really strong foundation before scaling and don't rush into anything. Um, Cause then the, the rest of the steps will fall into place. Yeah. That's really interesting to hear that you guys were experimenting for so long. It's almost like this was destiny for it to happen to having that strong foundation. Right. Um, yeah. And I find that really interesting too, because during the pandemic, you reached a lot of new audiences as well. Um, can right. you talk a little bit about kind of blowing up on TikTok and social media? How was that for you? Do you have any strategies that you used for that? Or really, what was it yeah. like? <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, Again, it seems like we blew up, right? And it, yeah. you know, maybe we did, but it took <laughs> time and research to get there. So I think we've always believed in an omni-channel strategy. So we're not focused on just Instagram or just TikTok. We were actually pretty Instagram focused to begin, but we saw the potential and the opportunity TikTok had because you can reach so many people just by going viral. So how we approach pretty much everything we do is market research first and then finding what we call your white space second, which means we do a lot of research. So when we were launching our Instagram and launching our TikTok, we looked for brands doing it well out there. We, you know, figured out patterns and what they were doing well and what makes good content and what drives engagement and virality. So we really try to understand the basics of the platforms before we just kind of dive in. And then you always want to put your own spin on it and you add your own, you know, uniqueness and personality to it. So we do that on Instagram and we have our own community of brand masters and we preach our mission and all of our messaging. And then with TikTok, making our own recipes with our own product and sharing our story in creative ways. And we're still working through that. You know, we're still always looking for how we can be better, do better using the data, I think is pretty big too. We use the data on both platforms to drive how we improve. So both of those strategies have been applied to help us grow social media. A lot of the TikTok one is interesting because a lot of brands flop on TikTok and it's, 
you can't just do what you normally have done on Instagram and expect to blow up. So that's kind of where that market research comes in. You have to figure out what makes these viral videos go viral and how can I pull elements of that to make my own content. So that's really the approach we use in, in everything we do. So definitely still learning. Yeah, I love that you, yeah, you literally never stop learning. I think that's the biggest part from right. your story with that is that you can never be fully comfortable. It's just constantly like challenging yourself to reach more people or to scale or to get into more stores. Totally. Um, totally. I'm just, I'm really curious. How has it been working with your best friend? How did you set up those boundaries? Yeah. I've always heard you can't even, you shouldn't roommate with your best yeah, friend because you I never know what that. happens. <laughs> and here you are running a business. So how, how has that been? I'm doing every, yeah. We do room together too. Um, yeah, it's funny. I personally don't believe in that statement. It's, I mean, I think it's a testament of maybe maturity, maybe, you know, level of relationship, but we joke that we're married because (laughs) this baby is our, I mean, this business is our baby. Um, you learn, I mean, reality is you learn so much about yourself and someone else by running a business together and you have to have 100% open lines of communication. So Annie and I actually never fight down and have very real open conversations that are totally not always easy to this day. Um, but I think that's the answer really. We just know each other extremely well and we handle conflict really directly and, and calmly, um, which isn't always easy to do because we're totally different people actually. We think really differently and Um, I think that's actually what makes us so successful as business partners together. So it's actually amazing. I think the business, not I think, I know the business has (laughs) made us closer and brought us closer as best friends, as roommates. Um, And it's fun too, because you can share life together, but you can also share this business and this passion together. Um, And she challenges me to be a better leader and to be a better founder every day. I know that I'll keep growing every year running this business because I have a business partner like her. So I'm just, I'm grateful. That is literally so sweet because I've always been so curious because I always hear, you know, you can't roommate with your best friends because you'll like never know you don't want to ruin that friendship. So it's so interesting to see two best friends or even if it is like sisters work together and really just prove that rumor to be wrong. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I think if you have a really close and strong relationship, you are understanding, you're willing, you're flexible. So there shouldn't be conflict. If something's bothering you, you bring it up and you have a conversation about it. And that's kind of how we operate. So maybe it depends on the kind of person you are, (laughs) but yeah, I'd like to just that. Communication is key. So yes, yes. can you tell us more about your brand ambassador program? What does that look like? Absolutely. So it's actually one of my favorite parts of the business. It like brings me so much joy. And <laughs> I, I mean, I at heart feel like I was made for sales and marketing. I love people. I love connecting with people and we've somehow been able to grow ambassador program from just a few to almost 500 now in six months. And it's people who are so passionate about this brand, making insane recipes that I've never even thought of. It blows my mind to see what people are making with our mixes. But 
Um, you know, if you're asking how it happened, it just, we started small. Like I said, at the beginning, we started with a few people and we knew the power of referrals and the power of, you know, people in a community and a network. Then it's not just Annie and I preaching about this. It's other people and people believe people. So it's almost our approach to marketing. It's hands-on. It's working with accounts and people of all sizes and kinds. So you don't need to be a massive influencer, which some brands heavily focus on. They only work with large influencers. We work with all sizes. So we're actually launching a flavor next month with, you know, someone with a million followers on TikTok who we love dearly and work really closely with. But I also know and talk to my brand ambassadors of 500 followers or a thousand followers every day. So that's like, that has been a key of our growth and just enjoyment like we get to see the impact by working with all these ambassadors and seeing them do all that stuff so it's kind of all things it's the revenue but it's the impact it's the community and the joy and the passion so that's definitely a keystone of our business yeah I I love that you work with micro influencers because I think those people Mm -hmm. are often overlooked because it's always the people with the most followers and I think Instagram and TikTok is kind of changing the game with that and really making micro influencers pretty much the new influencers of this next generation right so I love that you are paying attention to those details and those trends yeah yeah we we try to focus and we do that with customers too. It's every customer matters. And, you know, if they are a lifetime customer, that's amazing. So we try to really focus on the individual. I love that. Now, do you have any like advice for someone that wants to start a business, but just doesn't even know where to start or doesn't have the confidence to start? Like, how did you two come together and we're like, yes, this is the time we're going to do it. Um, How did that story kind of play out for you? Yeah, um, I think it's it's funny how businesses start because it's never how people think it starts. So like I said in my story, we just thought out one day baking and, you know, came up with this banana bread and we tasted it was so good and there was nothing like it. So it's it's almost just like follow your passions, whether it's that business or just your passion in general. Um, and try and take risks. You know, we didn't think about the downside of what would happen if we started a business. We just said, hey, this is good and something like this doesn't exist. Let's start something. And it's fun. Like worst case scenario, you learn and it fails, but you learn from it. I mean, that's my favorite part of it. So my advice would just be follow your passion. If you want to start something, start. Um, And if you're, you know, on the more cautious side, do it while you're doing something else. I did consulting for a year and grew it a little bit on the side and learned so much from that and could support myself during it. So you don't have to drop everything to start it, but start somewhere. And if it's something you really want to do, talk to people who've done it and just take a leap, go for it. Oh, I love it. You're so inspiring. Um, but for our listeners, how can we support you within these upcoming months? What's next for Go Nana's? Yes. So we do monthly limited edition flavors. So we obviously sold out of red velvet way early expected, but we have a new flavor coming soon and it is pretty top secret, but I'll let you know, cause this is a special little podcast. Um, it is salted caramel and it's coming out Ooh. in a few weeks. 
and it wow. might even be better than red velvet. I think it's my favorite flavor to date. So I mean, support us by checking a salad and sharing and giving it a try. Even if you're wary of vegan and gluten-free things, most of our customers, I haven't had one customer who can tell that it's vegan and gluten-free. So we definitely prioritize taste and just give us a try and a shout out. I think all small businesses need that. So um, supporting in that way. But yeah, I mean, you can follow us on Instagram at go underscore nanas, TikTok go nanas, Pinterest go nanas. You can email us at eatgonanas at gmail.com. Um, lots of ways to support. Oh, so awesome. I'm so excited to give go nanas a try and make some banana bread here. Um, but thank you, Morgan, yes. so much for all your time and energy and sharing your story. It's so inspiring. And I'm so excited to see what's next for you guys. Oh, thank you. This was so fun. I'm glad we got to chat and I look forward to seeing it. giving you a virtual high five right now because I am so excited that you completed this episode. I hope you are filled with so much inspiration and motivation to chase after your dreams. As a gift to you for finishing this episode, you can use the code FULLHORIZON15 for 15% off your next order at GoNanas. So go ahead and go Nanas on their site and get yourself some banana bread to treat yourself for all your amazing success that's going to be coming in 2021.